Hi and welcome to Stories from My Drinking Days. My name's Harry Fell and I'm the founder of Nolo Cocktails and Bars. Joining me today is Colette Malcolm from Mind Over Mama. Mama, sorry, I can't even speak now. Hi, mm -hmm. welcome Colette, how are you? Hi, thank you for having me. I'm really good, thank you. Excellent. Well, thank you for being here. Um, so do you want to start off by telling us a bit about, sort of, do you remember your first drink and how you started drinking? Um, not specifically the very first, but the time period. Yeah, I was probably about 11 or 12, uh, if I'm honest. And it was just drinking with friends over a park, uh, getting drunk, um, like most kids my age were doing then. And But it escalated very quickly. And I think looking back on it, I kind of see that I definitely drank more than all my friends then. But I just kind of, but I never really realised it at the time. Um, you know, I was the last man standing. It was <laughs> wanted to drink the most amount of alcohol. Um, if I wasn't being sick at the end, then it, it wasn't a good night, so to speak. So yeah, I had a very, yeah, not a great relationship with alcohol from a very, a very young age. Yeah. And so did that develop over time? Sort of yeah, opinion? yeah, it, it, it got, yeah, I guess it got worse. There was lots of like binge drinking at weekends. Um, you know, we literally would go out on a Friday, like I say, go out, I'm too young to go out clubbing. And I looked too young. I couldn't even get into clubs before until I was 18. But, you know, I'd go, go around friend's house or go to the park and just drink. And that was like every single Friday and Saturday, feeling rubbish on Sundays. And occasionally it would creep into like in the middle of the week as well. Um, and then that, it definitely got worse in my adult years. I actually, ironically, started working in nightclubs. Um, I became, or well, ended up working my up to be, uh, retail manager in a nightclub but I started off doing like promo you know on the streets giving out the flyers and getting people in so it's very normal yeah. to start that shift with a can of Red Bull but tipping a bit out and putting some vodka in there and walking around the streets that was just normal normal behavior and then finishing that shift going on the bars having all the drinks from people and just basically ending the shift drunk but everyone was doing it so it was normal and then that definitely got worse when I was a manager it's quite bad we're looking back on it now really but you know I'd be cashing up tills hopefully there's no bosses watching this but yeah I was cashing up tills <laughs> cashing up tills with like thousands of pounds worth of like money like thousands of pounds worth of money and um, like drunk like, I don't even I don't know how I was actually functioning doing my job um because yeah. I was drunk most most days like it was it was quite bad yeah it probably shows actually how amazing you would have been if you hadn't been drunk so you managed to do it and keep your job and you know yeah yeah. Yeah. People use the term that they're like, you know, high functioning, like high function alcoholic. And I guess looking back up, like that's what I was. I never thought that I had a problem. I didn't um, at all. Um, I just if anyone ever said to me, you know, your your drinking's out of control, I'll just laugh it off. Or and it, it was, you know, I just basically say to them, you're just, you know, you're just jealous because you can't drink as much as me. Like it was it was a, their problem. It wasn't my problem. Um you know, I thought it was a great thing to be able to drink a bloke under the table. Like, I was like, yeah, I can drink more than you. And actually looking back, that's that's not a, something to be proud of. But I but I was yeah. proud of it at the time. Yeah. Um, and just, yeah, I just, honestly, I don't know. I don't know how I managed to hold down jobs, to be honest. I, I did leave nightclubs eventually. And not really because of the drinking, just because it just wasn't really for me. Like, all the late nights and not seeing any friends and family and stuff. And I started working in care. And when I did that job... I obviously didn't drink all the time then because of work, but on any time I had off, like I drank and I probably drank my week's worth in like, you know, one or two days. So I was a very much a heavy, heavy binge drinker, very heavy binge drinker. Yeah. Yeah. And so what made you 
stop drinking or what made you realize that you had a problem with alcohol um so i think i kind of started realizing during um well i was married and i got divorced and when i got divorced i kind of um, i hit depression and I drank really heavily during depression and it got to the point really where like I ended up with like suicidal thoughts and looking back on that now most of those happened when I was heavily drinking and obviously alcohol is a depressant which we don't really talk about but now I look back I'm like I can see like those are the times when I was at my darkest and lowest was the times when I just had like a binge so I went for this really really crazy time when I kind of maybe knew drinking wasn't serving me but then I also couldn't stop because I wasn't feeling great so I was stuck in this crazy cycle um, and then I had counselling and um, antidepressants and um, I kind of st- I didn't drink as much but I was still drinking um, and then obviously Covid hit and then it was like drinking every day creeped back in very very easily and then I fell pregnant and on the day I fell pregnant I stopped drinking I just fell out with I actually just fell out with my son's dad um the night before I found out I was pregnant so I'd been drinking with my friends you know moaning about him as you do and something in the morning just said to me like you need to do a pregnancy test um and I got my friend to drive over a pregnancy test I did one I found out I was pregnant and I was like oh my god and in that instant I stopped I stopped drinking I also stopped smoking because I smoked as well um and I didn't even have to think about it there was no no I didn't no no cravings no nothing I wasn't tempted to drink at all during that pregnancy and during that pregnancy I really used that time to really work on myself like raise my self-love game um like start prioritizing me and I also did um a coaching diploma whilst being pregnant because I just thought I haven't got enough things to do (laughs) (laughs) but I kind of knew that I wanted to help other people so it's kind of like I knew that going through all the stuff that I've been through and coming out the other side, I knew that I could like give back and I, I kind of, I just really use that time like productively. So that's what I did. And it also really heightened like my spiritual connection because I don't know whether you've heard, but like lots of people say that when you drink alcohol and um, it kind of like dulls the third eye. So it kind of like limits your senses to like the spiritual world. And I really believe in that because like during that period when I was pregnant, I started like kind of like having visions and seeing things. And even my son's name came to me in like a weird, like spiritual way. And it was quite like, it was really interesting to to get into that. Um, but then after I had my son, uh, me and his dad split up when he was like six months and I started drinking again, not around him, but when on the weekends when my son went to his dad's house and I could feel myself slipping back into that kind of, that crazy drinking again. And whilst I wasn't drinking around him, I would be hungover when he come back and I could feel that was having like a negative impact on my parenting and I kind of just had to like check myself and just think you know what like I don't want to be this person and I think the thing what stuck in my head was my mum's an alcoholic which is probably where a lot of my drinking stems from um, and my memories are all just around drink and that was a big thing flashing in my head is like I don't I don't want to be that person I don't want to be that parent and I just decided that you know I have to stop I just I, I didn't want to be in that same situation because she had like a terrible time and the stuff gone on in that and I just knew alcohol wasn't serving me and that was not the place for me to go so I decided that um yeah I decided that I wanted to go sober but it wasn't it wasn't as easy as what I thought especially because of having nine months off so easy I thought yeah I can just stop but it, it wasn't it wasn't like that at all <laughs> it was it wasn't no. so what do you think made the difference between the two times was it do you think it was the fact that you had more motivation when you were pregnant to stop or do you think it was your body's reaction as well to alcohol that maybe helped you I think it was just knowing that I had a baby inside me and I didn't want to poison that baby effectively like I just it was like a very instant thing I just I 
I said, literally, I, I had drinking that morning. I found out I was pregnant. So, like, my plan was like, Karen, drinking my friends. And the minute I found out that, I was like, said to my friend, have this drink. Like, that's like, unheard of for me to give away drink to somebody. <laughs> I'm just like, you're not having it. But yeah, I gave her my cigarettes. I gave her my drink. And I was just like, it was just a very, just strong, like, inner feeling to like just stop. And like I said, not even any temptation during that, that, that time period as well yeah. which I know some people do struggle during that time and I get it I'm not like judging anyone but I don't know for me I just the thought of doing anything like that when I had a baby inside of me it just I just couldn't I couldn't do it yeah and so doing it when you weren't pregnant then how was that different and how did you find that so much harder um I just I really really struggled I think um like the first time like I didn't tell anybody the first time which I think was part of the problem so I didn't tell anybody so that's almost like giving myself a green light to drink again because no one around me knew I was pregnant like no not pregnant no one around me knew I was sober um so it didn't matter whether I drank or not because like no one knew um and I just I found it hard like the cravings were like quite intense or you know just the excuses you know I felt if I've had a bit of a bad day um just have a drink, treat yourself with a drink. I've done something, achieved something in business, treat myself with a drink. It was just all these excuses. It was like, oh, go on, just drink, drink, drink. It took me, it took me four attempts in the end for it to stick. Um, and on the last attempt, I remember like that night was really bad. I drank and I'd walk to the shops to get more drink drunk. And where I live, it's quite dangerous because it's like you have to walk through an alley and it's pitch black and all the rest of it to get to the shops. But I didn't care because all I could focus on was, was the alcohol. Um, and I came back and I felt sick, but I still drank. And then just midway through that bottle of wine, I was just like, just something just came over me. It was like, like, you have to stop right now. Like you have to. And I poured the drink down the sink. I went to bed and I haven't looked back since that day, but it was, it was tough. I didn't think, I didn't actually think I would be able to stop if I'm honest. I really didn't. Yeah. And so now you're 11 months in. Um. So literally I'm six days off a year. Wow. Well done. <laughs> you must you. feel really, really proud of yourself for doing that yeah it's been yeah it's been it's been emotional because I think I've drank like for nearly 30 years pretty much and like you know some put myself in some really dangerous situations done some stupid things fell out with people for like stupid reasons and to get to this point now it's I mean I never thought that I'd be able to get to is just yeah like it's amazing there's been a lot of tears especially this for this past month because like it's just like a big healing journey like forgiveness for myself and other people around me and yeah it's been it's it's been tough but it's been amazing because I've gone on to achieve like amazing things that I didn't think was possible and I put it down to not drinking alcohol yeah yeah so we'll come back to all the things that you've achieved but what do you think helped with making this stick was there anything um, that you found really helped you yeah so um telling everybody making sure everyone around me knew whether they wanted to hear it or not I'm sober <laughs> I tell everybody it's probably one of the first things that I say to people um so I told everybody I set up a sober Instagram page so that was I think that was really instrumental as well so posting on there and daily or at least just reading other people's stories and support that really helped um and I journal I'd, I've always journaled anyway but I've been journaling heavily and really if I've had any cravings or anything really digging into like you know what's going on like what's triggering me and I really knuckle down on my reason why you know like that not wanting to be a bad mom wanting to like you know love myself and put me first and just really just really stuck to it like really consistently and planning ahead really as well because you know right before the Christmas period is not a time when most people tend to give up the normally it's after Christmas and it's the new year and there was part of me in my head that was like 
yeah, you know, just carry on. You can carry on drinking and then you can start in January. But um, I just thought, no, because I just turned 40 in like the November before I quit. And my plan was to stop drinking then. But I gave myself the green light because it was my 40th. And I got it got to the like the 11th of December. And I thought, if I don't stop now, I'm never going to stop. There'll all, they'll always be another excuse. So I just had to just say it's now or it's never. And that was it. I just had to be really, really focused, really focused. Yeah. So what do you tend to drink now if you fancy something nice? Um, I don't drink, see, I don't drink so much alcohol-free stuff now. Um, I do drink some some stuff. Um, so if I do, maybe, like, I tend to go for beers quite a lot, um, some, like, the craft stuff. Um, alcohol-free cocktails are out occasionally, but not all the time. But in the beginning, anything and everything, because in the beginning, alcohol-free stuff for me was, was like, a lifesaver. Like, if I felt tempted, that was my go-to. And I know for some people that can be the trigger for them to drink again, but for me... It, it stopped me from drinking because just having that taste was enough to take the edge off and kind of make me feel like, you know, okay, that's enough. I don't need to drink. Um, like I lived off alcohol-free Prosecco in the beginning, like, but I can't, I can't stand it now. <laughs> but, but in the beginning, like, cause that was one of my go-tos when I, when I drank alcohol. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, now, yeah, not, not so much, but um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've really become highly addicted. I will call it an addiction to tea, <laughs> to not, not normal tea, but like all different teas, different green teas and um, like all herbal teas. Um, my cupboard is overflowing. Um, yeah. That's like my big, big drink right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, that is a lot healthier than alcohol. So yeah. anyway, yeah, you can afford <laughs> yeah. to do that. <laughs> Yeah, and it's much cheaper as well, I'm sure, than uh, what you were spending on alcohol. So. Most definitely is. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. So tell us about all the things that you've managed to achieve since you gave up drinking then almost a year ago that you don't think you would have achieved when you were um, So, yeah, I've been, um, I've been a co-author in two book collaborations, um, which I never planned to write a book. So at the beginning of the year, I planned to create my own journal. That was my plan. Um, and then I got asked to co-author on a book collaboration. and. I did it and it just sparked something inside me. I thought, oh, I've got stuff inside me to write. So I wrote my own book. Um, so I did that. And it's um, it's just really full of like all my kind of top tips to help you like up your self-love game. It's called like a little hug from me to you. Because I just found when I was on my like kind of like journey with mental health, I needed like these little tips and someone to like just give me just this little like nudge to say, you know, things will be okay and this is what you need to do. So I did that. Um, I've become attuned to Rose Reiki and that's really kind of transformed what I do so rather than just doing coaching now I kind of lead in with the Rose Reiki first because it kind of goes in with like the inner healing and like raises that self-love and self-worth and then it kind of peels back that layer and helps people open up more ready for like coaching and stuff so I've done that which I didn't think was um I didn't think was possible I've gone on to book um a Disney holiday for me and the kids which never would have been possible before because that money would have 100% gone on alcohol like hundred percent and I've been a guest speaker in like a mib event as well so all these things would would not have been possible at all during like alcohol because I, I launched my business after having my son but I never achieved as much as I wanted to achieve because because of drinking like I, and I'll say right now that I was like on some training call sometimes with a mug but really in the mug there would have been alcohol that's what I was doing like in the beginning so to kind of go from that to now where like you know I'm focused like I actually want to do stuff um it's yeah it's it has been life-changing really it really has brilliant and so how are you planning on celebrating your one year soberversary 
Yeah, I, don't, I haven't actually thought of anything yet. Well, no, I've got one thing. So I've had a bag printed with like my sober date on because I saw someone else do it in the sober community. So a little tote bag. So I have got that ready. So I've already treated myself to that. But in terms of doing something, I don't know at the minute. I'm not sure. Um, I will. I will do something though because it definitely deserves uh, a celebration. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Celebrate with a mug of tea. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's yeah, a takeaway and a mug of tea in an early yeah. night. I mean, I, I love. <laughs> That's it. Early night. I love it. I love early nights. Like I absolutely love them. Just like going to bed and actually sleeping and waking up feeling like, well, I'm going to say rested, but I've got a toddler. So as rested as you can. Yeah, <laughs> But yeah. it's definitely an improvement on like waking up feeling hungover and like having a day ruined. So, yeah, that's that's always a, a treat as well. <laughs> yeah. Do you find that your relationship with your son's changed since you gave up alcohol as well? Yeah, I've got more patience because I know before my patience was definitely it's like it's not not there I'm not saying oh you know I wasn't a horrible mum but I could definitely feel it you know if he's doing something or if he wanted to go somewhere and I didn't want to because I was tired or you know just feeling grumpy and now you know we go for walks around the local reservoir a lot taking all the nature enjoy stuff and just I just really enjoy spending time together so yeah massively like it's it's made a huge difference I know that if we would have carried on drinking we wouldn't have the relationship we have now like we wouldn't yeah brilliant and have you found that your other relationships have changed are you hanging out with the same people going out as much or is, is your social life really changed as well um so I'm still seeing the same kind of people I'm probably not going out as much but I think a lot of that's kind of started with COVID anyway so that kind of already started shifting but I have been doing stuff that I wasn't really sure I'd be able to do um sober so I went to a festival took the kids to a festival and that was like amazing and it was amazing to have memories of the festival because every other festival I've been to before I do not remember them like at all like not not a single bit um I've been to a like a party so like a daytime R&B party and I was the only one dancing on tables and I was the only one that was sober and I was just like you don't need a drink to <laughs> yeah. have fun <laughs> my mates was like what are you doing I'm like having fun and I've been to comedy nights as well so like I'm still doing all the stuff, if not more, and having like a, a much a much better time, I think, doing it because you know, I think a lot of people think you need alcohol to be confident or to dance and have fun. Um, and whilst it might give you that in the very beginning, like it's gonna end up ruining the night ultimately at the end. So it's I'm I'm definitely enjoying life being sober. Yeah, brilliant, excellent. That that's amazing. Um, and I think a lot of people unfortunately do find that their friends change, so it's really nice that uh, you've not found that. You must have some yeah. good friends that you've known a while. Yeah, yeah. So, like, the girls from, like, from Wolverhampton, I used to work in clubs with them. So, like, we've known each other for, like, 20 years. They were proud of me. I think I think most of them probably can't believe it because, like, they've seen me in, like, all the worst states. Um, and now I'm doing this. And they're good. And some of them, um, you know, they, they ask if, like, am I okay if they drink around me? I'm like, yeah, it's fine. Like, you can do whatever you want. But, like, I'm, I'm not drinking and that's it. And I'm never going to tell anyone not to drink but I do want to like maybe raise a bit of more awareness about you know what you're actually drinking and like you know make people maybe question kind of their drinking habits yeah yeah well, I think um there was an article recently by Grace Dent that uh, referred to the classic British drinker which really resonated with me so it's not I, I never felt that I was an alcoholic but I was definitely that classic British drinker where you know it's it's so ingrained in society isn't it that we drink a lot when we're out on a night out that yeah. um yeah we we just have that ingrained it, society almost expects us to drink 
Yeah, and like yeah, like my first, just on my birthday recently, and um, like uh, my sister, she bought me a card, and she said she said she really struggled to buy me a card without any al- without any alcohol related things yeah. on there because, and I'm like yeah, that because it's it is just literally everywhere right now. I literally just did a post the other day and just said, um, <laughs> and I said, uh, you, like, you don't, you don't need to drink the spirit to get into to get into the Christmas spirit, <laughs> because <laughs> because every, right now, especially this Christmas period, everyone's all really like it's drink, 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 and like that's like the normal thing to do, but you don't need to do that like at all to have fun. In fact, it's going to be better without it, and you'll save more money, and you'll have more more happier memories as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely remember more things. Mm. and not waste whole weekends hungover yeah huge advantage so what are you what's your plan now for the next year and you know you've achieved so much in in the last year since you gave up alcohol what what's the plans moving forward um so my plan my one of my big plans for next year is i'm gonna um hold a retreat um so i'm gonna do that it's not really like based around like sobriety although I won't have any alcohol there um but it's just really you know my kind of main focus is like helping mums to reconnect with themselves and love themselves more and you know overcome any limiting beliefs and stuff and I just feel a retreat I'm going to do a retreat that's really going to help with that and I know there's lots of retreats around everywhere but I think I'm going to do this after the summer holidays that time when everyone's all had that really tough time with all the kids and they're all really stressed and then they've got something to look forward to at the end so that's kind of the big goal and that I'm working towards um and just continue with my rose reiki continue with sobriety and yeah just like sharing the love and knowledge about both self-love and sobriety because it's both super important and i think they're both interlinked because i know like for me to fully love myself drinking doesn't add doesn't add to that so that's why i'm staying sober yeah that's amazing and i'm sure you've inspired many people also to look at their their drinking habits and well, yeah, yeah, hopefully at least moderate, if not completely give up. Yeah, I've been, yeah and, and yeah, because because I talk about it quite openly, I've had quite a few people come into my inbox, like they don't want to comment on my post, and that's fine, I get it. It's a bit of like, you know, there's a shame around like drinking, isn't there sometimes? You drink too much. And people have come to me and they have like like said, like I've inspired them and like, you know, how did I stop and stuff? And that's good because that's what I want. If, like, if, if I can help one person, then, you know, I'm winning if they can go on to help another person. So that's really what I want to do. Oh, and I do have one other thing that's in the pipeline as well, is I want to write another book. Well, I've already started writing it, actually. Um, and that's really going to be covering, like, like my my relationship with alcohol from, like, childhood right to now as well. So that is in the pipeline as well. Yeah, brilliant. And it's it's great you are modelling really good behaviours around uh, alcohol and, and self-love for your children as well. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, because that's you. You have to like break the cycle. That's ultimately what I am. I'm a cycle breaker. I don't want want it to repeat itself, and you know, him to grow up like how I grew up because it wasn't great at all. Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. Well, thank you ever so much for joining me, Colette. It's been lovely to speak to you. And um, we'll put the links in the bio and in the show notes uh, of how to get in touch with you and how to follow you either on Instagram or Facebook. And and thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're very welcome. And so you've been listening to Stories from My Drinking Days with me, Harry Fell and Colette Malcolm. Thank you.